Riley and Matt podcast. And we're trying to make the region the hot spot for events and sports. And if that means stealing stuff from other places, then damn it, that's what we'll do. Kylie, I'm inspired by Melbourne. Victoria stealing the Grand Prix from Adelaide way back in 1995. I was living in Adelaide at the time and we weren't happy about it. still mourning it. (laughs) We really are, I know. Fair enough too. So what can we bring to our region? We've got, of course, the Sheffield Shield um, happening um, today at the Lavi Sports Ground. We had the Big Bash. Um, Text 0429 558 022 or give us a call 1300 23 1494. We also ask on our Facebook page. Have we got any coming through? Oh, we do. And I'm very proud. We've got a lot of rev heads, Matt, in our region. Uh, Jamie says top fuel drags. Oh, top fuel drags. (laughs) Where would you do it? Yeah, I don't know. Airport? Airport, <laughs> probably the safest place you could think of. Uh, and a supercar street race from Daryl. Now, this does come up from time to time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, look, uh, if this ever does con- to come to fruition, I'm taking full credit for this because for oh. many years I've been pushing the idea of, I've even talked to Brad Jones himself about it, yeah, supercar boss, the Border 500 Ah. Right, and it's uh, like a two-day, like the Adelaide one that was yeah. a 500, 250k races. The track goes on the causeway across the two states, and then into Gateway Lakes, and it's a it's a V8 supercar race across two states. It's never been done before. Oh, there's a marketing slogan. Albury City. <laughs> Let's forget everything else and push that alone. <laughs> what about um, this though? This is funny. Uh, Jimmy need a greyhound track here. Of course, we did have one, didn't we, way back in the day? Oh, yeah, we did. We did. That's uh, We'd have to rip up Harvey Norman and rebuild it there. That's where it was, wasn't it? Down <laughs> yeah, where the Harvey it was, Norman down that, that area. Um, NRL, says Ali, uh, although she's got here, oh, although I doubt Storm will ever come back here after that debacle. Now, this was before your tenure. It was before on, my on tenure, cancer. just uh, putting it out there. But the COVID, that was, <laughs> for those that don't remember, that was during COVID when they wanted to come up and have a training base and there was an issue with the council and they couldn't use Greenfield, so they ended up using the Aubrey Tigers ground. But, um, you know, maybe we could win them back. Yeah, maybe we could. I'm pretty excited about this one. Uh, good on you, Azza. Surely we can steal the Masters. It's a dart event from Wollongong. Darts. Best darts event ever, pro darts, uh, with a little message. Come on, Kylie, <laughs> pull some strings to get this here. 180! Oh, I love darts. Can I say, I love it. Michael Van Gerwen, Peter Wright, Snakebite, and our own The Wizard, Simon Whitlock. I actually oh, love it. quite enjoy stumbling across the darts from uh, time to time. Andy has given us a call, 1300 23 What would you like to see in our region? You know, the old king of the weir. They used to have motorbike racing <coughs> out the... Uh, yeah, the weir, the, the old weir track. Yeah, there's, oh, there's a weir track. I love the oh, weir where track. Where Churches is now. Yes, Yeah, yes. just a bit below the wall there. Yep, and Did, it was magnificent back in the day. There's some old footage on YouTube. It's Did great. you ever go or see or just yeah, hear the stories? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it was, was it in like? the 70s and... Oh, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. All right, it was just it all the people like the Sale Brothers, Robbie Phyllis, our, yes. our local um, our local motorbike boy, and uh, Graham Geddes, all the Geddes boys. Yeah, so it was really good. And like I said, it was uh, a good start for all the uh, motor GPs and everything like that oh, in Australia. 
Brilliant. Love it. love it, Andy. Thank you. I'm just not quite sure what the safety would have been like back in the 70s. <laughs> you probably wouldn't get away with it now. Don't worry about that, Carly. Too we'll serious, didn't it? Pull some strings at that as well at council and we'll get it, get it over the line. The best bits of Kylie and Matt. Money in the club. Matt's Club Crawl. Yes, I'm currently on a club crawl where I test out some of the club experiences in our region. Here's the latest instalment. Well, here I am. I'm sure you can hear the, the engine in the background there. That is a plane. I am here with the Twin Cities Model Aero Club and Alwyn is with me. And Alwyn, this facility is magnificent. For those who don't know, where is it? It's out at uh, Central Reserve Road in Etomoga. And we've been here for around 30 years. And, and you know, over the years, many people have put a lot of effort into build the facility up to what we've got today. I, I predict that I'll be a natural. Do we, should we find out? We'll soon see. We <laughs> Don't give me that see. look. <laughs> Alan's giving me a look right now that says, you, sir, are not going to be a natural. <laughs> I just saw a messy landing over there. I'd do a much better job. Can you rev it up again? Alrighty. There it is. I'm going to dominate this plane. Thankfully, no lives are at risk. Okay, it's your turn, Matt. <laughs> All right, Alvin, how, how am I doing? This is actually... You're going well. Here we no, go. this is terrifying. It's your turn. There you go. No, it's not my turn. I can't do it. <laughs> It's your plane. It's your All right, plane. hang on. Hang on. Oh, hang on. oh, 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 oh what a... No, don't. A bit, bit more on your left. That's no, a bit more on the left. Left aileron, that's it. Then Why is it up. so terrifying? I didn't think it would be. Is this one of the fastest planes the around? No, it's... no, this is a gentle learn. This is it's gentle. Plane. All right, hang gentle. on. Hang on. All right, you take over, Alan. No, you keep going. No. Right. <laughs> it's right. terrifying. No, you take over, Alwyn. I'll get into You take over. Level off. Level I'm out. That was terrifying. Oh, do I have a lot of. You're still flying it. Do I have some. No, I'm not. I'm not it's flying crash. No, no you, do it. you do yeah, it. All right, well, flight done. Uh, it's fair to say that I'm potentially not quite as good as I thought I would be, but there's plenty of plenty of training that can be had to get my flying up to speed. Now, can you talk me through just that one before I head off um, with my tail slightly between my legs? What kind of things do you get up to here? Do you, do you do competitions? Yes, there are a number of competitions, and one of them is scale flying. So if you've got a World War One plane, you fly it like a World War One plane. If you've got a a World War II plane, a, a, a warbird, you fly it like a World War II plane and you're judged on how well you fly it. And then there's other um, disciplines such as pattern flying where you fly set sequences and then quite often we just have um, fun flies. Um, terrified flyers, a day for that? Well, we just had it really, didn't we? <laughs> that was me. Um, so what would you say to people who are thinking about coming out and having a crack well all you've got to do is get onto our website twin cities model aero club site and fill in the contact me page and say look i'd like to come out and have a, a flight and we can line up a um yep. the trainer plane and give you a go at it and it's good fun it is it is i've been doing it now for many years and a lot of people have been doing it for a lot more years than me and we still crash planes ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is the <laughs> twin cities model airplane club you know, I've got a feeling that this club crawl of mine is just going to be me failing miserably at everything. We'll see. If you'd like me to check out your club, shoot me... All right, that's enough of that. Shoot me a text, 0429 That's 0429 That's the official Kylie and Matt 
text line and I'll check out your club and possibly fail miserably at that too. Here's another best bit from Kylie and Matt. Sport with Bill Woods. Oh, and there's so much to get through today. Bill Woods, good morning. Hello, Matt. I don't know whether we will get through it, but we'll try. There's a bit on, isn't there? There is. Well, let's start in India where we are on the cusp potentially of an incredible historic (laughs) victory. Only 75 runs. We can get that in like about two hours, Bill, can't we? No. Okay. uh... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Isn't it funny? The good news, bad news thing. You're on the cusp and yet you're not on the cusp. It's, It's a 76 target to win, which seems a formality on any other sort of situation, but not necessarily in India on this particular wicket. It's been an absolute nightmare. Nathan Lyon took eight for 64. Um, that's his fourth 10-wicket test oh. match haul, by the way, in his career. That's for the that was only in one innings. That yeah. uh, that eight. So anyway, it, it, and, and bear in mind, you know, he wasn't overly effective, uh, not as as much as he should have been in that first test. But anyway, it's it's look, it's it's quite possible they'll get those 76 runs, but. India, you know, was all out for 163, and Australia's done extremely well. But the final, you know, the final uh, days of this particular wicket, it will not be easy to score. <laughs> the experts are saying anything over 100. Yep. If India had got a lead of anything over 100, they would have been uh, virtually safe. That's how treacherous it is. And I don't know about you, but I, I don't mind. I don't mind these kinds of test matches. I, to imagine with, you know, 10 wickets in hand, you get on the pitch, you you, you You've only got 76 to win, but everyone doubts you can make it. Yes. To me, that's a great scenario. Yeah, that's so, so true. I just wish that Tony Gregg was still around with his pitch report. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he would have made of this one, but we've had a few. Uh, we've oh, had a few. We have. You know, that's the India tour. And, you know, Australia hasn't won there since 2017. That's te- a test match. So that'll be, that'll be an interesting focus of this particular game, even though the series is gone. Steve Smith's catch was unbelievable. Um, it, 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 I, I love Test match cricket in India. Yeah. I, I don't care what anyone says. We don't win much, and that's what makes it great. Yeah, agreed. It's, it's, uh, it's fascinating. fascinating. It is indeed. Yeah. All right, let's turn our attention to the AFL and NRL all ramping up, getting ready for the start of the season. Yeah, the NRL actually started last night. AFL oh, was it the first round matches. last night? Oh, geez. first round last yes. night, first match of the first season, and the and, and they picked the storm. Uh, against Parramatta, two, you know, obviously very strong teams. Parramatta, very good last year, and a lot of doubt as to whether they would have the players uh, because they lost quite a few good ones in the off-season. But they, they started well. Uh, but the Storm somehow found a way to win in Goldie Point. Very intense game. Bad news about a compound fracture to Cameron Munster to his finger. Now, you can, everyone's had dislocated fingers playing sport, but a compound fracture is oh. yuck. Um, dislocation, they call it. So, Played on too. Anyway, <sighs> yeah, surgery, all that sort of thing. And that they don't. That, the trouble with the storm now is they're not as deep as they used to be. So that will be a thing mm-hmm. to watch. I mean, Craig Bellamy is an absolute magician, and there's always depth there, but not to the extent it used to be. So without key players, that'll be interesting. Uh, but a couple of interesting results last night. What do you? How do you fancy Collingwood's chances? They went very close last year, and yeah. they are mm-hmm. very strong. I'm and desperate. Jordan Goey appears to be playing better than, yeah. well, certainly better than last preseason when we know what happened. But, um, yeah, they're, look, the thing with the AFL is that there are so many chances. Uh, Geelong look really strong, obviously. Fair enough. They always do. But 
the ticket sales have gone up dramatically this year since 2019. Yes. Um, obviously, with the pandemic, that had this incredible start to the season with ticket sales. And I know why, because there are so many sides that could give themselves a fair chance at the flag. Yeah, it's true. I'm desperate for Collingwood not to do well, but uh, that's well, just... Well, yeah, if you're not a Collingwood <laughs> fan, that, that's true. That Your second favourite team is anyone who beats the Magpies. That's but, right. But, the, the, but yeah, and look, the Lions are looking good. Even people are saying the Gold Coast will make the eight. Now, that's interesting. So I think I mentioned that a week or so ago. But yeah. anyway, it's just a fascinating season uh, shaping up with so many chances. And um, I, I find that a lot more refreshing yeah, uh, than agreed. we've seen in the NRL lately, just as a, an immediate comparison. So I'm, I'm excited about that. That's still coming up. And, of course, Formula One starts this weekend in yeah. Bahrain. Yeah, yeah. I used to like it when Australia would kick off the season or end the season like it used to in Adelaide. It just doesn't feel quite right. But still, it's it's exciting. And um, again, very intriguing. A bit like the AFL. Some new teams. Aston Martin might do very well with Alonso. So it's exciting, Bill. I saw a headline, Max Verstappen loses 10 kilos in the preseason. And I thought, gee, that's interesting because, you know, any advantage he can gain, it's, it's really important. And you know, truly, uh, Daniel Ricciardo and Mark Webber were slightly disadvantaged when they were racing because yes. they were bigger guys. But anyway, uh, it turned out that he gained 10 kilos in the <laughs> off-season, then lost it again. So <laughs> right. talk about those horrible media people creating fake news. Yes. Now, <laughs> it is in Bahrain. It's not in Australia, which is a shame. I know we're working to get it back. And you're right, it, it's a little bit more interesting, perhaps, because Ferrari's looking good in the pre-season testing. Uh, there's a bit of rumour going around, Red, which Red Bull spread that Mercedes cars are porpoising with the new mm-hmm. um, ground clearance rules. But that was denied by Toto Wolf overnight, so maybe they're stronger All too. Right. So let's hope it's a more interesting season this year. Absolutely. Bill Woods, always an absolute pleasure. Catch you next week. Cheers, mate. Breaky. And now, how about the story about that dynamic Wodonga duo, Rosie Arnell and Angela Lawrence, who completed 4,800 kilometres in an Atlantic challenge rowing for 61 days. Uh, there are so many questions to ask. Let's talk from me. Let's get one of the duo on. Good morning, Rosie. How are you? <laughs> yeah, good morning. Oh, uh, feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. Oh, Feeling pretty good. How do you describe, best describe, what you went through for us? Um, oh, to be honest, it's it's going to be years of reflection for me. It was um, there's so many different layers involved in what we just achieved, um, the mental barriers and the physical barriers. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot involved in in it all. And um, there were days when you when you get up for your shift and you just have to keep telling yourself to to get up, um, but that. That end, that finish line was just the most amazing feeling I've never actually experienced before. Yeah, so paint the picture for us. Um, what was the vessel like and how dangerous was it? Because I just think of storms, massive waves, sharks, everything. Yeah, all of that. Um, so the the ocean rowing boat, they're, um, a specifically designed um, boat, so they're about seven metres um, by 1.2 metres wide. Um, and so there's a cabin either end. In ours, we had a storage cabin. And then in the other end was a sleeping cabin yeah. where we had our navigation gear and um, all our sleeping gear and anything that we needed on hand in there, um, our life jackets and things like that as well. Um, 
Yeah, so um, we did a rotating um, shift. So Ange would row for two hours and I would have a rest for two hours. But that involved, that rest time wasn't actually sleep time. That was um, time yeah. off the oars. So you would be eating, cleaning, maintenance on the boat, navigating, and then you have a rest. Um, so, so obviously, sleep by the time you... How do you cope with sleep yeah, that's deprivation? Right. So, so fatigue kicks in pretty quickly. So it's a 24-7, like we'll, we'll constantly, someone rowing um, day and night. That's extraordinary. And was, was there yeah, any big so, storms? Yeah, there was um, our first, our first um, few days. There, the weather wasn't great. Um, so we did have advice just to, um, they, they sort of gave us the navigation advice that we um, took. And... Yeah, so, and then the third week, it was just the storms every single day, 24-7, constantly wet. Um, wow. The waves were ginormous. Um, so it's the first time that we had experienced um, conditions like that. So it took a, a little bit to get used to the boat and, and what it was able to handle, but it was the most stable, safe um, vessel that I think we could be on. Oh, and I bet you have a whole new appreciation for the benefit of a hug from a family member. <laughs> I, I sure do. I miss my, my family and my boys so much, and I think that was probably the hardest point for me. Yeah. And, and to be able to see them at the finish line and give them a hug was just, oh. yeah, it was amazing. That's wonderful. All right, we're almost out of time, but you were raising awareness and funds for the McGrath Foundation, so how did that all go? Yeah, really good. Um, so we've raised, I think, over six thousand dollars now. Wow! Um, so we're we're pretty, um, really happy and so appreciative for the support that we've gained from from that. Um, it's still open if people want to um, donate. So yeah, but it, what a we're, we're great very story. appreciative for all the support. But what a great story for young women out there that you can achieve anything you put your mind to. Well done, Rosie Arnell, one part of the Rosie and Ange. Uh, but a dream team was it? Yeah, that's dream? right. It's coming back to me. Well yep. done, congratulations, and uh, rest up. And yeah, good luck getting back to to real life, back to work, no doubt, huh? Yeah. Thanks, Rosie. Yeah, great. Thank you very much. <laughs> Love listening to Kylie and Matt. Hit subscribe now and never miss a minute. Kylie, have you ever heard of a fish hotel? No, can't say that I have. Well, you have now, and we're starting <laughs> one right here on the border. We've been talking about bringing things to the to our region, fish hotels. Now, at the lovely Belvoir Lake in Wodonga, to be exact, is where these fish hotels are going to be. And Dr John Rafferty is our resident science educator from Charles Sturt University, and he joins us live from Belvoir Park. John, good morning. Good morning, and what a day to be at the wonderful... Assumption Garden, Belvoir Park, Huon Lake in Wodonga. Mm-hmm. It's just a sensation. Now, have you booked into the Fish Hotel? <laughs> no, but I, I haven't booked in, but I'm standing about eight metres away from it, just on the um, the dog park side of the lake. We've got these wonderful installations, uh, Wodonga Council and the go- appropriate um, Victorian Government Department for Conservation have put in these fish hotels. And what they are is you think of some logs, um, you know, about a metre and a half long, uh, and they're made into a cube and then dropped in so only the tops are showing. Oh. And then a couple of log semi-submerged crisscrossing. Fantastic habitat. 
for our native aquatic life. Okay, so what sort of uh, native fish might benefit from the fish hotels? Well, there'll be a range of um, uh, small native fish. Uh, you know the carp, the carp are a huge problem and they compete for local fish. Mm-hmm. Um, but So we've got a range of small native fish. We also have a lot of aquatic life that's really essential in an ecosystem that needs a bit of protection as well. We've got uh, broad shell turtles, uh, common longnecks and Murray River shortnecks as well, which need a little bit of space, you know, to get up out of the water from time to time um, and protect themselves from predators. It's a bit harder to get to them when they're booked into the hotel. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. This is a fascinating story. And I love the fact you're doing a live cross right, on location. Yeah, here we are. Right on And scene. what a place to be <laughs> on a day like today. And who hasn't been to Function Gardens if you live here? Absolutely. Um, through. It is absolutely per- I don't think I'll go to work today. I might just stay here. Yes, stay at the hotel. absolutely a ripper. Until check yeah, out. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll check in. But they're worth coming to see. Um, it's just, And we talked a couple of weeks ago about nesting boxes and how important they are for um, terrestrial animals. But we've also got to remember... We have a rich aquatic life that needs some protection as well. And we make parks beautiful um, for, for our enjoyment, um, but it's also important that we um, cater for all other aspects of life to maintain the complexity of our ecosystem. So this is a fantastic initiative. Yeah, wonderful. And it's such a lovely spot, as you said. Dr John Rafferty, science educator from Charles Sturt University. It's always an absolute pleasure. Enjoy your stay at the Fish Hotel, and we'll talk to you again soon. I think I might be here. I think I'll get a late checkout. I might be here for a while. (laughs) (laughs) The best bits of Kylie and Matt. What's going on? Kylie and Matt's What's On with Ree. Yes, and Ree joins us. Morning. How are you? John, Matt, that's great. (laughs) I knew you'd like your new intro. (laughs) Um, It's the first time I've heard it. It's lovely. Thank you. Oh, that's that's an absolute pleasure. You deserve it. Now, what's on uh, this weekend? Uh, Heap on, actually. Yeah, lots of things happening this weekend, and they're all actually on Saturday. So if you're um, the kind of person who listens every week and and wants to do everything that, that that we rattle off for mm-hmm. you on a Friday morning. Um, you're going to have to get your running shoes on for Saturday <laughs> yes. because it's um, it's all happening on Saturday. So the first one, it's a new event that I'm really excited about. It's called Spring Ditch at the uh, Stanley Sports Grounds in Stanley. It's a big community event. Um, the BMF Rock School will open the event, giving some of our local um, you know, young artists a chance to perform. And there's just a massive list of activities. I'm not going to read them all, but a couple that are jumping out at me are egg and spoon and sack races, mm-hmm. which Matt, I think you should definitely um, try for if you head up there on the weekend. And um, the old cranks vintage um, car club will have a bit of a display on as well. So lots of fun and springditch.com for all the details. Oh, terrific. I was tossing up between the golden gumboot throw and the egg and spoon race. So uh, thank <laughs> <laughs> no, there's heaps of stuff on there. That's that's great. Uh, now, what about co-create at the Cube? Yes, this is always one of those um, great family events in Wodonga. Um, changing of the season, getting into a bit of some autumn activities, um, and of course, it's just a, a an event for the senses. So, color, creativity, the flying fruit flies will be there, and heaps of family. 
fun. So that's all on the um, Wodonga Council website if you'd like some more details on that one. Brilliant. And one of the best-named things going around, Festival by the Sub. I love it. At Holbrook, of course, it's at Holbrook. Yes. Yeah, so this is um, kicking off Saturday morning um, event on Facebook if you want some details. But there'll be some market stalls, some live music, and, of course, the uh, the Holbrook sub just, you know, hanging out in the background as well. Yeah, that'll be a heap of fun. And uh, this is right <laughs> up our alley, isn't it? Uh, cars. Monaro's on the Murray. Yes. it's Rarely a week goes by that I don't sneak in a car event. But um, <laughs> show and shine from 8.30 to 12, Saturday at Norial Park um, for all of your Monaro needs. Um, so event details for that on Facebook as well. You know, I'm so anti-Holden. I just couldn't, I couldn't go. I, I couldn't, really? No, I can't, I can't, no, I'm so anti-Holden and pro-Ford that still after all these years and the fact that Holden doesn't exist, I still couldn't bring myself to go to Monaro. It's not the most. <laughs> See, I grew up in a very much a Ford family, um, but I can appreciate a good nope. car from anyone. So oh, you're a better person you know. than I am, Ray. Oh, you know, I mean, look, Bathurst weekend, it's it's Fords all the way, but the nice. rest of the time, I can I can appreciate anybody. <laughs> uh, Rhiannon from Border Cafe, thank you so much. As always, we'll catch you again next week. Thanks, Matt. See you then. Catch Kylie and Matt weekdays from 6 on 1494 2AY and 1566 3NE.